Welcome to She Brigade the Podcast. I am your host, Belun Tlemsemeche. On this podcast, we bring you amazing trailblazing women to come and share their life and career journeys with you. From entrepreneurs to 95ers, join us as each guest takes you through all of the highs and all of the lows of their journeys that have led them to being who they are today. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of She Brigade. Today's guest is the lovely Voyoluetu Dubese. Voyo is an impact and inclusion development professional. Her expertise and capabilities have led her to working with companies like the World Bank Group, Lufthansa Group, Accenture, Nestle, Red Bull, and many, many more. Voyo is also a well-versed moderator, having led engagements like Standard Bank Top Women Conference and the Timeless Women's Conference and Gala Dinner, to name a few. She's also recently become the founder of Inoftel, an impact design studio driven by the facilitation and design of shared value impact. Tune into our conversation as she takes us through her journey and how it has led her to scaling impact, inclusion, and innovation. Let's dive in. Vuyo, welcome to She Brigade. I'm so glad that we're finally doing this. Like, this has been such a long time coming. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You know, you're right. It, it has been in the works and uh, I'm just glad that even during a pandemic, we were able to uh, create this conversation and make the time. And thank you so much for extending the invitation so that I can honor it and we can have this conversation. Yes. And by the way, before I forget, we're not going to end this podcast without you saying your tagline. But we'll get to that. Because <laughs> your tagline is like my mantra these days. I'm just like, every day I'm like, okay, Love every it. time I log on to this, I'm like, well, I need to see your mantra. It reminds me. But we'll get to that at the end of the episode. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, so we like, to start, we like to start at the beginning on this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So I want you to take us all the way back. Like, take us all the way back to younger you, running around as a little kid, growing up. What was your upbringing, schooling, and hometown living like? Mm, oh my goodness. Uh, wow. I haven't, I actually haven't been on a podcast for about three years <laughs> and, and engaged about my childhood in so long. Yeah. So I grew up in a very supporting and loving family. I have a younger sister um, uh, with my mom and my dad unfortunately passed away in 2017 of September the 15th of September um it was my best friend's graduation and it was payday for me so uh, <laughs> and then he's dead yeah. um but you yeah. know even during primary school and high school they were incredibly supportive and incredibly loving and I was you know a very athletic uh primary schooler I was doing the 100 meters, I was doing 200, 400 relay, um, and very mm. academic centric, you know, um, because that was the, the, the mantra at home, uh, get an education, you know, you, you know, the, the black parent uh, speech, mm. get an education, get a good job, um, you know, build um, an incredible life, and uh, everything will kind of fall into place. And uh, then I think for me, the the turning point was really high school where I suppose that's where 
we we can start. And I met Miss Clutty, who was my English teacher, and who to date has been one of the most influential teachers in my life. Uh, she selected me for the opportunity to get a scholarship in high school, and this was sponsored by the Indian Premier League, a whole cricket league. Oh. Um, and then through that, to get an opportunity to get into the Cape Academy of Mathematics, Science and Technology. And this led to opportunities which included to traveling to a few uh, USA cities on a leadership program, being one of the South African young leaders to engage with former First Lady Michelle Obama on a visit to South Africa in 2011. Mm -hmm. And in 2012 as well, early 2012, um, founding the Academy's first newsletter with a friend, Amatle Jongile, among other opportunities. So my world was really opened through these years spent there in terms of travel, in terms of opportunities. I mean, this was a school where we had um, universities like Harvard's and UCT's coming to us to make deals yeah. uh, with us to say, this is what you can study and we'll pay for it for a month of a duration amount of time and uh you know select us pick us um i ended up uh, choosing the university of stellenbosch to study politics philosophy and economics and how did was you just... make that how and why did you make that decision well it was influenced by the teachers right um because i think just my leadership role uh in at the university um and i was really interested in just you know creating things and being engaged uh in in what interested my fellow peers um and that that was for me the the, the driver in it all. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, though, what didn't happen was that I didn't end up at Stellenbosch University. Oh. What ended up happening was that I ended up taking a gap year because I consulted uh, a couple of people who I'd considered their mentors. And I'm like, you know what? I really enjoy creating the newsletter and um, that feeling of ownership, but also being able to tell stories. So how about I take this risk and not know what's happening in 2013 and, uh, you know, just go into this blank year where I have no plans, but I know that I want to get into media. That is so hectic just because, and it's hectic for me just because, so I'm not a, a huge risk taker. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know what, a, like, what does a gap year even look like? And also maybe while we're on the topic of the gap year, mm. um, for, for, for people looking to to take a gap year what would you say to them because well, i got a question on instagram the mm -hmm. other day on sheep again where someone was like she doesn't know if she should choose a gap year or this and i was just like i can't relate because i didn't have a gap year and i don't know what that would look like yeah so i'll tell you about my gap year and this is when i still had blackberry and bis so that 60 rand a month was yeah. my savior right and i think also having parents who were really supportive and this is so key in primary in this i spent about two to three months applying for 30 to 40 um, internships, apprenticeships, paid, non-paid. And to this day, I've heard not even a yes or no from any of them, right? Um, and it got to a point where my dad was like, okay, you're just sitting at home. Um, I'm going to speak to the ShopRite manager and we're going to get you a job as a packer. 
I was like, you know what, Dad? Um, I'm going to try a little bit harder because I don't want to do that. Um, I finally had a breakthrough. And I think this is also a testament to social and business networking. A friend of mine then knew what I was going through. And he was like, hey, um, my cousin's wife is an editor or was an editor at Live Magazine, who's now Digitify Africa. And I ended up getting an interview there and I ended up getting a, an internship in as a writer and also as a, a video presenter. So we had that opportunity to, to do that. And I, while I was doing that, I saw this opportunity on SABC. They were looking for a presenter and I was like, okay, cool. No, that's fine. I'll apply. I've never been a presenter before. I've seen what Wanang does and let me try that. And it was for a kid's environmentally themed show. So I applied to be a presenter. And while I was applying, the executive producer of the show said, you know what, we also have an assistant producer role. So how would you feel about that? And I'm like, you know what, I'll apply for both. Um, It doesn't hurt if I don't get the other. I just want to be in media because I really enjoyed um, the process that I experienced and the opportunity to create and curate content that was relevant. And Mm -hmm. I got a call that, hey, Voyo, um, do you want the good news or the bad news? And I said, you know what, bring me the bad news first, because I want to end it off with good news, of course. (laughs) And he said the bad news was that, you know, unfortunately, you got both roles and you have to choose. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, you got the role as an assistant producer and as a host. How do you which one do you want to choose? Because that's also the good news. (laughs) And uh, I said, I'll take both. (laughs) So I then went on to host and become an assistant producer of a TV show on SABC called Wrapping It Out for about two seasons and two years. And while I was working at Live Magazine, I became aware of the hub space in Kailicha, where I live, which was the first entrepreneurial hub in Kailicha. And this then became my first engagement in the entrepreneurship world. And fast forward uh, a few years later, and to date, I've now worked with organizations like Thomson Reuters, World Bank Group, mm-hmm. Standard Bank, the University of Cape Town, and the Graduate School of Business, and uh, found Divine, to mention a few, engaging in startup advisory and business innovation and strategy, as well as gender parity. And I think the link to it all has really been uh, just engaging with people, building and nurturing relationships and uh, being excellent at my work and really having mentors and sponsors who promote um, uh, my work and uh, create visibility around it, but also who've taught me that it's also up to me to really self-promote and uh, connect those dots so that I'm the one who owns the narrative of my success, of my skills, of the work that I do. And uh, that has really been uh, the journey thus far. And uh, it's been incredible. It's been challenging. It's been rewarding. um, But it's been so awesome. 
to also bring other women to the table because I've had and still have incredible women who are betting on me and have bet on me. So it becomes easier for me to then pass on the baton and, uh, you know, win with other incredible women who some you featured on the podcast. So, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's been the journey thus far. That is incredible. That is absolutely incredible because yours is very unique. Mm. And I'm sure that you can appreciate the uniqueness of your journey in that. Um, Like I was, I was going to ask you this because you're a moderator, you are a partner ambassador for Standard Bank Top Women. You are a founder of a, of a, of a company. You have, you are a a, a consultant, a specialist. (laughs) Well, how would you describe what you do in one line? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've learned to, I think over the past few weeks, I've learned to, and for me, it's really about designing impact and it's really about creating mm-hmm. shared value, whether it is with Vuelue to Dubese as a service, when I'm consulting, when I'm partnering with brands, uh, when I am moderating, everything is really pinned around impact right it's really pinned around creating value for not only myself but for the stakeholders and it's not only the clients but it's the community that I've built on social media when I'm partnering with a brand I'm not doing it only for myself from an ROI perspective but I'm looking at the people that I'm engaging with what do they need what are they interested in and how can they benefit off of this relationship that I have with this customer and when I'm looking at it from an initial um, perspective, I'm looking at how do I create shared value with this client outside of them just paying me? It's really about adding value, right? So once they've consumed mm. my product, once they've consumed my service, uh, how do I keep the value going, right? How do I yeah. keep that relationship going? So that for me is really about that. It's around designing impact and facilitating shared value in all the elements of of my work so what would you say to someone who wants to follow in your footsteps what would you say are like some of the core um skills um, or attributes or traits that have led to your success in what you do and i and i I know you've you've mentioned a few already just with regards to you know always thinking about adding value and making sure they shared shared value and creating impact Mm. but if someone is looking at you and saying i want to do what you do or do something similar to what you do what do you think are like the critical success factors so so to speak I think for me you know it's true to what you said in that my journey has not been linear and Mm -hmm. it has surprised me more than anyone in terms of where it started and how it's going I never in my mind would have thought that I would become an entrepreneur I didn't want to become an entrepreneur although I am uh, in startup advisory Um, but I think three core things for me have definitely been one stakeholder management and that has really been about building and nurturing relationships you know whenever people are talking about networking it's always about you know exchange business cards and build your network and you know your network is your net worth they know that but your network only becomes your net worth once you become once you 
begin to nurture those relationships and once you begin to care about people right i mean mm. uh, most of the clients and most of the partnerships that i've had with enital has not been through, through proposals or bids but it's been through my business network and it's been through those referrals right so i think the 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 skill of stakeholder management is something that i'm constantly uh looking at how do i do that better how do i whether it's through my newsletter and giving free things whether it's through doing lives or creating webinars or anything in that respect but i think stakeholder management and taking care of the people who take care of you and your business mm-hmm. is so important the other one uh, that i'm constantly um upskilling as well is project management and because i work in so many different verticals and there's so many clients and partners um and programs that we're doing and designing it's so important to understand how do you create uh processes that will enable you to optimize your operations so that you can take better care of your customers. So I'm always looking for opportunities uh where I'm able to really upskill on that particular endeavor. And I think the last one uh, recently has always just been uh thinking about designing, right? Whether it's designing conversations, whether it's designing entrepreneurship models, I'm always thinking about design thinking, right? And the data thinking around that because that's becoming so so important. And I think this in any element of your right, right? Whether you are an engineer, if your role is looking at creating solutions you always need to be thinking about the design of it right and uh, from the collective intelligence to what do you actually do once you have that data and once you have that intelligence how do you need to think about the technology for instance that you're using to the kind of people that you're interviewing right so i think design thinking is is something that i think every person in every profession will need to embed in their solution and particularly if we're talking about inclusive development um and if you are in strategy and looking at how can i build solutions that are not just uh, about you know output but about creating value and i think this is a term um that you'll hear throughout this conversation but it's really about value right it's really about um once someone consumes your product what happens right and i think if you if you have design embedded in that and if it's customer centric and it's not just about you but serving people then uh, that that'll be it so for me it's really been those three things right uh, building and nurturing relationships and really upskilling a uh, stakeholder engagement um looking at um putting in processes that'll help me be able to manage better my relationships my uh work my clients through project management and also uh, looking at design and data thinking mm, mm i love i absolutely love those mm-hmm. so you started a company um during a pandemic crazy <laughs> so, <laughs> i think i'm officially an entrepreneur <laughs> Like you, you like proper fishing and entrepreneur. Now. Can you tell us about the journey of why you started your company, where it came from, why you felt the need to do it, and of course how it's been going so far for you. Absolutely. And what you do? What you do? Yes. 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 One hundred percent. So, I think 
the the idea came of course during the pandemic but with my newsletter and the community that i have what i'd been doing was creating ebooks and resources because having worked in uh, impact acceleration and the innovation around that we're really looking at how do you monitor how do you evaluate what does impact mean and it became super relevant, particularly during a time as COVID, across all industries, right? You were seeing with, with bailouts that were happening, uh, one case study that I love using it is Lufthansa. And Lufthansa needed to get a bailout, but the government had the premise uh, of, or rather the T's and C's, that in order for us to give you this bailout, you need to get your ESG in place, right? You need to get your um, your outputs and your outcomes in place. You need to hire, you know, inclusive staff. You need to uh, reduce carbon emissions and all of these things. So there was all of these T's and C's that had to be applicable, but also not only for large companies, but for SMEs, and they were becoming so relevant. So releasing ebooks on the theory of change, how do you map out your impact? How do you monitor and evaluate and all of these things? And I was getting requests of, hey, can you include this or can you include a study here? And I'd actually pay for it. So I thought, yeah, why not? Let's do it. And in a matter of a week, I built the e-commerce store and I stored uh, e-books, webinars, uh, consultations and, you know, just resources and products that not only entrepreneurs, but the entrepreneurial can actually implement and learn more about to understand what is monitoring, what is evaluation, what is learning and development, how can they implement processes and frameworks into their businesses that could help them better understand this impact that they're creating and also embed impact from the beginning as opposed to something that you think about when you have to do a report 12 months later or when you have to ready yourself and your business for funding and then you have to scramble these are the kpis and this is what impact this is where we added value and uh, these are the processes in place that'll enable us to actually pivot uh or to uh, instill product innovation or to be able to highlight um the value value that we actually give our customers. So that was really where it started in on the 17th of August 2020. And I then got an interesting um, DM on, on LinkedIn from a consultant in South Africa. And she said, hey, I love what you're doing with the e-commerce store. You know what? I'm working with Lufthansa. And funny enough, I had this listened to this podcast on uh, the bailout that they had received. And literally three weeks later, I get a, a message uh, from one of the consultants to say, mm. hey, can you partner with us? Because what we want to do is really run this design thinking challenge, but we want them to embed impact in it, right? Um, and also mentor some of these startups and these ideas that are going to be coming out of it. So yeah. that was where the consulting arm of the business had started. And now we've, we're working across three continents and we are running a five-figure business and we're about mm-hmm. to expand in West Africa. And it's just been such a humbling and rewarding experience that has taught me so much about um, 
digital transformation and also understanding what I need for my business, what my digital needs are and uh, working in my business. Right. And I think for the, for the, for the early few weeks, that's what I've been doing. But now having partnerships with Sage, for instance, um, that enabled me to work on my business. So having processes in place from my business financing systems to the back end of the e-commerce store and having, um, you know, partners like a pay fast to ensure that I don't have to worry when someone inputs in their card within a matter of seconds, they'll be able to get the digital product um, that would enable them to create this impact and map out this impact for their business. So that's been the journey and that's been um, the incredible challenge uh, of my career. And I think for 2020, it's been just so, so incredible to to learn all about that. Yeah. Firstly, I mean, congratulations on that. I think that's absolutely incredible what you're doing. And I'm so Thank happy for you. You. <laughs> you mentioned impact quite a lot. And obviously, you focus on companies, right? Um, mm. I think as people in... A, we have this thing where we want to have an impact on others or on in our companies or wherever it may be. What advice do you have for like just a normal everyday person to slowly apply the prince, some principles, any principles that you have maybe that can help them create impact in their different walks of life? I hope that question makes sense. (laughs) No, it does. No, it does. 100%. And I think, you know, I take this insert from my former manager uh, at Thomson Reuters, and she was heading up innovation for Africa, and I was an innovation manager. And uh, during my first few weeks, well, let me set the the picture first. So after I had been consulting with SMEs for a few months, I ran into one of my other mentors. And she said, hey, baby, you know, I've seen you've been working at this uh, innovation hub and I actually want to introduce you uh, to this small company and uh, this tiny woman of impact. Um, And they're looking to run this hackathon and I think you'd be perfect for it. And I said, yes, absolutely, because we had had a conversation about my getting back into uh, the business of innovation as well as startup advisory. So I thought it was just the perfect opportunity to do so. Two days later, I was sitting in this meeting and this tiny company ended up being Thomson Reuters, which is a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tiny company. It ended up being Thomson Reuters. And uh, I then met this tiny woman of impact as well that she had mentioned, who is Sayed Anash Kata, um, who's now also uh, uh, one of my clients for Inatel. Oh, and uh, then, you know, ended up being my... Um, my direct manager and we I was hired on the spot because 20 minutes later we we're having a conversation and then I was being handed over documents and we're like this is what we want you to, to do so in that meeting that's where it happened we ran the hackathon for about six to eight weeks and about three days later I came on board to join Thomson Reuters I was the first hire for the Africa Innovation Lab so that was incredible About three weeks later, she went to America for a few months and we needed to launch the lab. 
I remember this is the first time Thomson Reuters in its then 165 year history had done and set up any innovation arm on the continent. So this was such a big deal and a big deal for my career as well. And mm. she left me to run this entire thing. And I thought she was crazy and I was so anxious. And when I then did it. I sat down with her to now have this debrief and I, you know, wanted to tell her about my experience. And she said a few words to me and that'll always replay these words, um, particularly when I'm in this kind of scenario, when I'm about to disqualify myself for something before I've even tried. She said, you did it, didn't you? I knew you would. Now let's go on to the next thing. And <laughs> oh, wow. that courage and that kind of courage and that kind of faith and confidence in my work and my skills is something that always, you know, kind of rings in my head. It's just do it, just start. And especially when you've been appointed, because I think especially as women, you know, we try by all means, we will, you know, turn the place upside down to look for things that will disqualify ourselves before we've even applied for something. So I'll always remember that in that I always thought I didn't have the skills. What do you mean? I mean, you've just known me for a few weeks and you're leaving me with an entire innovation arm of a whole region of a globally listed company. Are you crazy? Um, and she was really calm and saying, I knew you could do it. So yeah, what's our next project? Let's do this. <laughs> so that is what I would say to them. You did it, didn't you? And just imagine yourself, you know, a few months down the line or a few weeks down the line, having done it and getting over yourself. And I think that's the most important thing. Get over yourself, do it because you do have the skills. The opportunity doesn't just lay on on your lap because the wind blew it there, right? You're qualified and you've been qualified. So stop looking and turning, you know, trying to look for uh, opportunities or pardon excuses uh, for you to not do it. Yeah, yeah. just do it. Just do it. Oh, wow. Just do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, brilliant. So, okay. Please take us now through what have been some of the highlights of your journey, but also what have been some of the lowlights, because we don't talk about those enough. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think I'll start with lowlights. You know, um, I think 2020, you know, has has been a lowlight because, again, I think I'm such I always think I'm risk I'm risk averse. But then I think about some of the things that I've done. One of them, you know, actually choosing not to go to university in matric and having no backup plan. I mean, there's no bigger risk than that. <laughs> and then I think of this year as well. And after I had resigned at the firm that I was at earlier this year, I took a holiday and I had no plan. I'm like, you know what? I will leave it in God's incredible hands and we will see where this takes me. But I think I had my career, right? And I had my skills. That was my backup plan. And I think then I didn't notice and I didn't really uh, take inventory of that. Um, and I think because 
I, I, I was worried, but I was not too worried, particularly around earnings and income and all of that, because that had been a great security, right? Um, so that mm. for me was really something that I was constantly thinking about. And I think for, for a month or two, I was really depressed about my situation in trying to learn and understand what am I doing? What's my next move? Um, how am I going to, you know, come out of this? And on the other side, is there another side? Is the grass greener? Is there even, you know, a, a, a fertile ground for me to actually do all of this? So there were, there were those constant um, dealings and conflict that I had with myself uh, that I needed to do. And I think one other low light was, uh, you know, there was a project that I was in charge of and it didn't, it didn't go off so well. I mean, on, on the outset, it was a success. We had hundreds of women attending and the impact was incredible. Executive leadership with there, But behind the scenes, it was, and this was in 2018, behind the scenes, I mean, I, I got uh, a really great um, lecture and learning uh, from my then uh, managing director from Africa. And she had said, you know, the disappointment that uh, she expressed, even though the work was done, but it, it was the way that I had handled it and the processes that I had taken to ensure that it gets done was something that was not impressive. So that I still actually still think about that. Um, and which is why I'm super obsessed around processes so that I can really optimize and ensure that um, the knowledge management and my knowledge management arm is really flexed and it's, it, it really gets the exercise that it requires. So those three for me are low lights. The highlights, um, I think majority also happened this year where I gave my first lecture and I gave a lecture ah. on impact innovation at the University of South Africa. It was an incredible opportunity just to engage with students, entrepreneurs, the aspirational, uh, to look at, again, how do I begin to embed impact in my idea, whether I am in corporate or whether it's with my own business, but just looking at certain frameworks and tools that will enable them to do that. The second one, I think, will definitely be with uh, Inatal and finding it. And um, <laughs> within, you know, a matter of two months, um, working across three continents and being in places that I've never been in. So I'm, I'm slightly jealous of my company in that regard. <laughs> um, and I think also, you know, just actually having revenue coming in that enables us to now become this five-acre business is something that I am incredibly, incredibly proud of. And I think the last one would be a testament to my personal brand as well. And now having my first six-figure deal with mm. a brand that I've 
absolutely grown to love and and learn from as well and that for me was you know a testament that I don't need one million followers right it really is about Mm -hmm. the impact that I've created and the value that they see uh to come to me and uh to flex the negotiation skills as well um but again looking at how do we design impact together and how do I bring other women into this conversation so that we're all able to learn and we're all able to earn, right? Um, So I think those three have definitely been just so important uh, and a testament to the impact that I've created and the impact that I will continue to create and uh, this legacy baby that I'm trying to leave for other women and for businesses who believe in this new renaissance of impact-driven businesses and not just being data-driven, but also being impact-driven. Mm-hmm. So seeing seeing as some of your lowlights and highlights actually come from 2020, what are the <laughs> lessons that you're taking away from this year and like just from the pandemic and everything that has happened this year, like external to you as well? What are the, some of the lessons that you're taking away? Audacity. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Audacity. If you know her, you know why I'm like getting excited yes, when she says that. I do. <laughs> I do. And I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, um, and the reason why uh, Bill and Claire and I are laughing is, you know, on my Twitter, if you follow me on Twitter, there's something that I that I leave um, whenever I it's it's my signature goodbye. Um, and I say to health, wealth and the audacity of honoring your dreams. And when I started living that and I think wait, wait, recon- you, you, you- You've updated it now. Yes, absolutely. And I want to speak to that. That's exactly what I want to speak to. Because once you actually have the audacity and you recommit to that, and I think that's been the season um, of this new decade, and that's what it's been for me, is that once I had the audacity to actually do it and get over myself, I then have the capacity and I didn't need to worry about that because now that's the added line that I've added it's to help wealth and the audacity of honoring your dreams and in the audacity there's added capacity so it it really is about trusting and whether you believe in God or whatever higher source that you just need to worry about doing it right let him or let you know the higher source uh, that you believe in really worry about the, the the resources right because they are the source all you need to worry about is actually having the audacity to live in abundance and to operate in abundance and to operate at the core of believing that you are worthy of everything of that divine compensation that is at the core of you living in your divinity so that for me has been has been this year living in audacity and everything else really revolves around that and i think for me it's been about recommitting to what is my core and what is my purpose what do i want to uh, you know leave in operating in gender parity, operating in startup advisory, operating in business and innovation strategy. So that for me has has been the lesson. 
and the lessons. It, it's all really wrapped up in audacity and getting over myself so that I can really tap into that, that added capacity that is there for me to expand and to stretch myself, right? The provision is there. Once the desire is planted, the provision is already there. All you need is the audacity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am so I I love everything you just said because I am literally that one person I see that tweet. I think you tweet it every day, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. I see it every day. Anytime I see it, it excites me so much. And I'm just like it's 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 a bold statement to make, right? Mm. And not to know even additionally what what's really behind it this has been it's beautiful to listen to thank you so much for sharing thank you it's okay um yes yes oh no no i I was gonna say you know i i had a a a catch-up with with my best friend and we had never spoken about this tweet right and she was telling me how you know for the past few weeks she was going through something and she was telling me the exact same thing about this tweet that it just gave her this strength to really continue doing this application that they was doing and she works in construction which is 99.9 percent men right Um, and she's a construction manager and a supervisor so for her to be in this position and to get this opportunity to be behind this deal which was a seven-figure deal was such a a life-changing opportunity for her and we were just crying and just like thanking god for the audacity to go after our dreams and uh, so i've just seen the testament of how I initially thought hey it's just a beautiful words that are being added together until even for me they started meaning something right and I think once I started living them I was able to add that other line because truly it really is about uh adding capacity isn't that beautiful how it just ties into what you're saying about how I mean, I feel like the, the, the thread and theme of your story is, is impact mm. and something so small as like a tweet. Crazy. It's actually so <laughs> I, I, I wrote it as one of my captions on, an, on a pretty... not On random, Instagram. I saw that, yeah. And so many people knew about it and I was like, people, I'd never spoken to any of those people about that tweet or anything <laughs> like that. And yet so many people can relate to it. I think it speaks volumes and it just illustrates what impact is, mm. you know, when you serve, when you are always looking to serve, when you're always looking to add value, this is how impact translates. 100%. You know, literally changing lives through a tweet. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are at that point in the podcast where I ask my favorite question, um, which comes from the, the, the quote and mantra that I live by that says, be who you needed when you were younger. Mm. Because if there was someone, if you needed to hear something or see someone back when you were young, I'm pretty sure there is someone today who needs to hear those exact same words yeah. or see that person exist today. Yeah. So if you could go back in time and just sit down, have a chat with your younger self, what would you say to her? I would say two things to her, and especially now looking at the risk taker that I was when I was younger, 
one would be continue taking risks. You are a risk taker, so continue taking risks. The second one, I would say relationships evolve as people do, and it is nothing personal. It is called growth. So honor the season Mm. in your life, believe the behaviors of people, and respect their boundaries. No, I think that's that's absolutely incredible. Um, one hundred percent. Um, you know, growing up is hard, but that's the point. It's growth. It's a new thing, something you've never experienced before. But that that's what it is, right? It's not personal. Mm. So the last question that I wanted to ask you is, what's next for you? You've done so much. You are doing so much. But what's next? Yeah. For you. Oh my goodness, I. I'm afraid of what's next because I don't know what's next. Um, But a few things that I am certain of is in 2021, I'm taking up a new role as head of mill and marketing, which is uh, measurement, impact and learning for a genderless investing firm which is based in West Africa for the West Africa arm and I'm so excited about that role and that opportunity and I also get to bring Inital to it right so it's literally this consortium of women across the continent who will be investing and who will be designing impact for female founders so that we can really create and expand and accelerate this impact so those are two things that I'm super excited about Mm. and uh, that for now is all I can say (laughs) and you are the first to find that out so I'm so excited that I get to share that with your community yes congratulations that is that's absolutely amazing congrats thank you thank you so much thank you so much like a great start to the year (laughs) (laughs) yes yes absolutely okay no thank you so much how can our our listeners get in touch with you see your see your amazing tweets yes if anything that's the most important thing the twitter right because i think everyone needs to say that um but on twitter and on instagram i'm at v dubese that's at v d u b e s e and on linkedin it's violue to dubese you can also visit my website which is www dot vdubesa.com that's www.vdubesa.com and that's where all the information is as well in terms of how we can get connected yes thank you and here is to health wealth and the audacity of honoring your dreams because in the audacity there's added capacity thank you that is correct (laughs) thank you Thank you so much for listening to She Brigade. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend you think will enjoy it too. You can also share it on your social media and tag us at She Brigade. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes. We'd also love to hear your feedback, so feel free to email your questions or your suggestions to info at shebrigade.com or DM us on Instagram or Twitter at shebrigade. Until next time, bye.